Let's rock. Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to work on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins, and joining me as always, the gift that keeps on giving and that you keep wanting to re-gift, Charlie Butter. Ah, you had me in the first half, man. Thought you were going to be nice <laughs> this week. Son of a bitch. I've got this theory, okay? You can be bad all year long, but you do one really nice thing right at the end of the year and it counteracts all the bad stuff and Candace still gives you presents. I don't think that's how that works. Because I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, that just doesn't seem right. That hasn't really worked out too well for me so far. No. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, how has your week been, man? It's been a long, long week. Uh, no, I'm due to take a sleep study next week after a 12-hour day at work. And before I can take the sleep study, I have to have a negative COVID test on the on the record. So I got a COVID test scheduled for the week. I'm not looking forward to any of the crap. Are oh, you not looking forward to getting your your brain tickled a little bit? I, I'm not looking forward to the possibility that the test is not going to come back the way I want it because I work fucking retail and social distancing means nothing in December. <laughs> I think you'll be all right. You've been wearing your mask, so I'm sure you'll be all right. Uh, currently, hope no. Don't think my DM will like me too much if I call on Friday going, uh, yeah, like the two the week before Christmas and the week after Christmas, I can't come to work. That'd be really funny, though. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't need the money, absolutely. However, come th- upon. Technically, they should pay you for it. My work paid me for when I was off for a week waiting on my test. There's there's literally been money handed out to these companies for that specific reason. So they should pay you while you're off. Uh, hopefully I don't have to cross that bridge. Hopefully. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, my company, my little company that I work for, I, I got paid my hours for it. So I, I couldn't complain. Um, went to McDonald's today to get the McRib. Oh, you're clearly not going to be one of those people that go, I don't, I don't trust you in the vaccine because you're eating the fucking McRib. I mean, my McDonald's in Cortland is very um, sneaky. So like I, when I was going by, I'm like, ah, oh, there's nobody in line. I'll sneak in and get some food at like 1130. So I got my food and I drove around the side. And then that's when I saw all the cars parked in all the, uh, spaces for like the reserved spaces pulled up by the rail and in the, um, online ordering spaces. So I was like, oh, that's what they're doing. They're just, uh, putting everybody there and then bringing their food out whenever they feel like it. So I had a 10 minute wait, but they did bring me an extra large fry. So I can't complain. Yeah, most of I, I I know a lot of people are saying that their McDonald's are fully open, but like everyone I seem to go to, like the lobby closed, the drive through, drive through, or curbside only. Yeah, which I don't I don't knock that at all. Like I kind of prefer that at this point, honestly. So, what's your go to uh, McDonald's meal? Lately, I've been doing because they've got the buy one. They've been doing the buy one get one for a dollar. I've been doing the, the Big Mac and the quarter pounder and getting a large fry to go with it. Okay. Okay. Once they once they get rid of that, uh, it'll probably I'll probably end up going back to my chicken nugget. But oh well, that's that's not bad. I usually do chicken nuggets and like some McDoubles sometimes. But uh, yeah, I just I want to get the McRib. I haven't had it in a couple of years and everything, and uh, so I just wanted to try that again. So. So I get ice cream. Um, I got ice cream yesterday from McDonald's. I got a small cone with Jimmy's on it. 
is what I get. I'm gonna get something, it'll probably be a quarter pounder or, or chicken nuggets. They have the best french fries, hands down. So I'll get their french fries, but I'm not a big McDonald's guy. Thanks, Nick Age. You know, just jumping in there, I guess. That was like really, really creepy how he knew we were talking about that at that given moment. He is just, what can you say, man? MDK. What can you say? Well, enough about that. Uh, let's jump into what's on IWTV this week. So Tuesday, December 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling, Action Clash, Episode 14, followed by 9 p.m. Eastern, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Texas Grand Prix Series, Week 11. Wednesday, December 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 2, Episode 9. Followed by the 10 p.m. Eastern, Action, Bangers Only. That's awesome. I can't wait to check out that show. Thursday, December 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern, C4 Wrestling, This Mixtape, Volume 36. Followed by 8 p.m. Eastern, Party Hard Wrestling, The Party Monster Movie. Friday, December 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, Underground Wrestling Alliance, Rumble at the Ritz 3. Saturday, December 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, Vacationland Cup 2020. Some interesting names listed for that show, for that tournament, for the belt. So that should be interesting. And then Sunday, December 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Tid the Season 2017. And that's what's on IWTV this week. And not to mention all the great stuff that's available on demand. And I'm sure that we're and we're back to recording on Sunday to usually add a bunch of stuff on Monday night for the rest of the week as well. So probably more stuff added to that. Eh, right now it's been kind of slow, so they really haven't added too too much. I know that there's like a another company that might be coming in soon um, that they've been kind of teasing stuff for. Uh, as we speak, they were kind of previewing some stuff. So um, I know that there is that coming. It's another deathmatch company from I believe Australia. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so f- the, because of how things have been with COVID, they haven't really been doing too, too much those last couple of weeks. It seems like we've been pretty much right there with what they've had is what's been there. So that's been kind of nice. So, and that's still a lot of content. You oh, still, got, oh, you still went through 25, 30 hours worth of content there. No. And I mean, look at what we have right now. Like what we're going to review uh, this week is actually uh, one of the more, more interesting things that kind of came out of, uh, 2020 camp leapfrog so yeah that's a very interesting concept but the company basically came up with the idea of well what if we had a summer camp for pro wrestling and videotaped it yeah and uh what we got is a really fun like uh concept the one we're specifically are going to review this week is the sam laterna's slumber party uh from november 27th of this year and uh there's four matches but they these were all super duper fun and i actually found a uh, wrestler that I had never seen before, and I really enjoyed uh, the match that she was in, and I want to see more now. And now Camp Leapfrog is actually uh, in the voting for the uh, IndependentWrestling.tv year-end award vignette of the year for their uh, swimming pool battle royal that they did on their first show, mm-hmm. which was literally how it sounded. Everybody was fighting to avoid going into a swimming pool, and the last one in the pool won. <laughs> Uh, which, was kind of, which, was, which was kind of fun. Yeah. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and get into it. And this was taped, uh, depending on the court, either November 27th or November 28th. Uh, it, I forget what the name of the town is in Pennsylvania, but it's not too far outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. 
We got Cam Laterna and Ab as your host for the show. Ab is wearing a muckle t-shirt. He clearly not uh, does not clearly does not naturally have those abs that are on his shirt. How dare you say that? That was all natural, sir. Well, this is, oh, well, this is actually what sets up our first match. We've got the team of the Foiler and Francis White. I'm uh, Francis Wright, who basically said that hey, those aren't real abs, and the people who were defending abs are the Big Bad Booty Daddy, Ron Voyage, and Trajan Horn. So, yeah, the my first notes for this is it does say high-tension wrestling on the ring, so I'm assuming that was a, a rental uh, for the ring. Um, the ring was slippery, so there must have been some condensation from the time it was set up to when it cooled off in the evening. Uh, but it only was there for, it seemed like, the first match. After that, it didn't really seem like it was an issue. Uh, they must have figured out, obviously, clean the mat be all good the lighting was better than what they had at the collective (laughs) (laughs) there was no commentary uh unfortunately which kind of suffered uh for this first match because i wasn't sure who was who between uh horn and voyage so even though like the the logos did come up but i still wasn't 100 percent sure if that's who was who but oh well i mean it was i i really did enjoy this match uh i guess i actually took a lot of notes this time jared so I'm going to try to, to throw some stuff in there. If you want to throw some stuff in what I have uh, notes for this match specifically, Francis Wright said that one of them was cheating and they, they could read his mind. So he put on a tinfoil hat, uh, which was fucking hilarious. There was a fun tag spot with an arm breaker, right? Was yeah, on the ring apron and Vic was shake of a uh, bigger shake of Lord Golton and doink the clown. Now the 4,000 times they ruckled. And, and uh, so he does the arm breaker on the outside 10 times, and then they call, he calls for it again. It gets countered, and then he does the arm breaker to the spoiler, which I kind of I kind of figured they were going to do that, and I, I still got a big laugh out of me. Definitely was real fun. Then uh, there was a cannonball on right in the corner, uh, and then an exploder on spoiler into right, which looked real good, and then uh, an underhook pile driver on spoiler for the win. This was a really fun tag match. I wasn't expecting this. This really kind of set the mood for me for this show. And I was like, okay, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch after this. Yeah, the uh, the finish got cut up by a uh, spoiler trying to hit Ab in the Ab with a chair and Ab no killing it. Yeah, it hurt his hand. Yeah. That was a neat little touch because they used that to cut the match up and it built to the finish. Got yeah, I, 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 was, I was quite happy with it. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I expected with the format that to really hate the crowd out of the get-go. This was definitely a good way to open. Yeah, I think it was after this match I texted you and was like, this is fucking great. And I got no response. So I was like, oh, he probably hated this. Dude, so that fucking work, dude. <laughs> I, was, I, I can't work at two weeks before Christmas. Like, I can't exactly answer every tech. I know. You get breaks, though. Jeez. All right. Anyway, they go back inside and there's some truth or dare taking place. Uh, we find out that Hermit Crab, who was wearing a stylish Spider-Man onesie, hates candy. They talk about wrestling crushes a little bit. And then Hermit Crab grabs a cookie and cream candy bar from Erica Lee and throws it on the ground. And we take it to the ring. So before we get to this match, let me ask you what you've I'm sure you've had a wrestling crush. What was your wrestling crush? Oh, man. I've had a few. I've had a few. Currently, Ravenna Vane, Elena Black, uh, Kylie Ray was one of them for a bit. You know, I, I, uh, I enjoy the Midwestern girls, it seems like. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of Stinky Keeler. 
Stacy Keefe. Dude, that's that's really, she hasn't been in wrestling in how long, man? Come on. Oh, no. okay. Kim Letourneau mentioned Kerry Von Erich, who hasn't been alive in twenty five years. Okay, I, think I can mention Stacy. Okay, Keefe. I guess I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. I mean, if we're gonna go from the time like I was growing up, like Lita obviously was number one for me for the longest. Um, her and Trish. So I mean, you know, from back in the day, Sable. I mean, for a little bit, she was like right at right at the cusp of like my teenage years. So. Uh, anyway, so Hermit Crab and Erica Lee. Uh, Hermit Crab hits a big spine buster. There's some more wrestling going on. Hermit Crab misses a second rope walk, crab walk, elbow drop. They do some stuff. It comes back. He does it again and actually hits it. Hermit Crab hits a sick German suplex on Lee, who gets up and hits uh, him with one of her own. It would, they both look fucking brutal. I mean, this was these were good Germans. Uh, they did a sequence where they missed a bunch of moves back and forth. They exchanged some shots. Lee hit a shining wizard, but uh, Hermit Crab got his claw on the bottom rope. Erica takes a header into the ring post and falls to the outside. They fight around the ring for a few minutes. Hermit Crab gets her up on the ring apron and attempts to hit her with maybe a pile driver, but she turns it into a DDT on the ring apron. They go back in the ring. Hermit Crab hits a fisherman buster for two. Hermit Crab goes for a Boston Crab, but Lee rolls him up for two. And then she hits him with a teardrop suplex and then a sick ass spear for three. This was a fun, fun match. Erica Lee uh, made me a fan in this match, and I, I want to see more of her. I think she's real fucking good. Uh, you missed my favorite spot of the match, which was the very first spot of the entire match. Hermit Crab and Teagan, he's going to do a strip Teague out of his Spider-Man pajama into a ring gear, and then he just go, go ahead and drop kicker to start the match. <laughs> Freaking brilliant heel tactic! You hit everything I had in, and more. Actually, you did. You took really good notes. Quick wave. Thank you. I, I I told you I was really enjoying myself, and I was just energized for the show. I don't know what's going on with me on a Sunday, but I, I felt like taking notes and paying attention. And yeah, <laughs> the show did it for me. I don't know what it was. It was just a fun little. I don't know. It was just a fun a fun hour, man. I don't know. It was just really great. Uh, so they go back inside after the match. They, they talk about playing different games. A Ouija board's being brought up. They all say no. So apparently there's something that happened previously with the Ouija board. They decide to play spin the bottle. No kissing because we're in a pandemic. It's going to determine the following tag team match. So it ends up being Pancakes and Crusher against Creed and Grey Wolf. And okay. they take it to the ring. Yeah. Before they take it to the ring, they uh, Creed starts cutting a promo and he stumbles over his words. And he's like, can we do that again? You hear... We're alive, Palio. Fuck it, let's go then. <laughs> yep. Which I feel like was kind of set up. I don't think he actually did. I think it was just... Uh, yeah, that uh, was def- it was definitely an intentional take on when Kid uh, Vicious did the promo on the WWF. Right. All right. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that would play in, but... So my notes for this is uh, there's a bunch of double-team shenanigans to start off, which leads to Grey Wolf on his back being pinned by Pancakes. But Pancakes keeps getting pressed off and onto the ref, who then tosses him back onto Grey Wolf and starts counting again. This happens like three times. This was fucking hilarious. The brilliant part about this is that that's an old-school midget tag team match. (laughs) (laughs) Any guy for a lot freaking bigger than that doing the spot. I've never fucking seen it before, dude, and I fucking lost it. I was laughing so hard at this. This was so fun. I was like, this is great. I was like, then I could just start to like think about you doing this spot with like trying to get, <laughs> throw back on and count. Oh, it's so funny. 
Oh, that was great. And then my only other note for this was uh, that Crusher got a sunset flip pin, which is like the first time I've seen a sunset flip work in a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else to fill in between those two segments? Because that was basically like the beginning and the end of the match. But I, I actually don't. I was expecting the match to go a little bit longer. Cause kind of intentionally like not trying to take too many notes. And, uh, and kind of filling in on memory. And yeah, that's all I had too. that opening. I mean, for the, the most part, pancakes was the, 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 the member in, in peril, uh, even though he was the bigger member of the team. Um, but yeah, smasher came in and, uh, did some work and got the, the, the roll up. So, uh, then there's a, they go back in the house. There's discussion of what everyone's thankful for. They use, I forget what it's called. What's that paper contraption that they were deciding the opponent for big Calyx. I forget I what they call those. I, I forget what that thing would call it. I haven't, I haven't thought about that in like third grade, honestly. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if you see it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. I can't, I couldn't even remember what the hell it's called. The uh, best but, part about this is, is Calic actually getting a manicure done while he, while they're doing the form. Yeah. Yeah. They were painting his nails. And, uh, so there, Abby was doing that and it turns out it's going to be CC boost, uh, who, uh, then hits Abby with a pillow. Uh, <laughs> Calix decides it's going to be a monsters ball match because they haven't eaten and haven't slept and they've been caged up in the house all day. Uh, Then this is the one that I know this is nitpicking because of the type of show it is, but it's the one issue I had with it. It's like, like 30 seconds before that they talked about, Hey, it's pizza time and people are eating pizza. Like you could have eaten something. Maybe they don't like pizza or they're lactose intolerant. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, The (laughs) best part about this was when they called it monster ball, the guy can be a monster ball match. They take it to the ring. They get a shot at Crick Levin who go, I've refereed the before and I still don't know what the fuck the rule card. So I have a handful of notes for this. CC hits a code breaker with a chair on Calyx that looked real sick. CC lights Roman candles when he's on the top rope and then hits a European uppercut off the top rope with the Roman candles going off. He really liked fireworks because he used them several times in the match. Calyx hits a Oklahoma slam on the outside with a ladder, which looked real good. Calix went for a dive and gets hit in the face with the ladder. Uh, CC gets, I believe it was the um, same girl he hit with the pillow, Abby, to get in her car. And then he climbed on the hood and lit another uh, Roman candle. He, she drove the car towards Calix. He dove off. Calix caught him and hit him with a black hole slam. They go back in the ring. Calix gets calls for barbed wire, gets some barbed wire, wraps it around his arm. CC kicks it into his arm injuring his arm. Calix is down in the corner. CC climbs a ladder on the outside in the opposite corner of the ring and hits a van Terminator minus the chair across the ring, which was fucking crazy. And to put that into perspective, he climbed up on the ladder, jumped off the ladder, springboarded off the top rope and hit that coat to coat drop kick. Yeah. I was, that, that, that was fucking insane. Like, you, like if you fuck that move up, you're killing yourself. Yeah, uh, he did. And, uh, and he hit it perfectly. Yeah, it was great. I was really impressed by that. So that ladder that was set up in that corner had a, had a door basically in one of the rungs hanging on it and on the ring apron. They teased some spots on the ring apron, but it ended up being Calix who did a powerbomb off the apron through the door. This bump was fucking sick. Uh, CC came down. The The door was way more on the ring than it should have been. So it snapped and like CC just went, ended up like going down on the top of his head and neck underneath the ring. It was really gross. Calyx and them, like they didn't even give him a lot of time to like check on him or anything. They just grabbed him, threw him back in the ring. 
Calix went up top and hit a swanton for three. And this was a good match. That spot was gross. Uh, he fucking killed CC. Oh my god. This was the this was the spot of the match. Like that spot before and this one were the two big ones for this match. Go out of your way to see this show just for this match. This was really worth it too. You meant a couple of my favorite parts of the match are both pretty early in. Okay. Uh, very very early in the match, Calic get pissed off because his nail got ruined. His <laughs> nail got ruined, which is fucking great. And then at one point, you hear somebody like really early going, "Use the welcome mat, use the welcome mat." When they finally dug, you hear the game guy going, "He used the welcome mat." <laughs> yeah, there was a welcome mat sitting outside the ring um, for most of the show, so it's like just like right there by the ring. It's really funny. Um, that's great. <laughs> After the match, uh, Campbell Turner getting ready to make an announcement about the next Camp Leapfrog show. The boiler comes in and tried to foil it, but get attacked by Ab. And that allowed and that allowed Baturin to make the announcement. We're doing Christmas Eve trio. Yes, Christmas trios, which I thought was a clever name. It's going to be a trios tournament uh, on Christmas Eve, so that's exciting. Uh, I definitely want to check that out. So, so go. I, I got to ask, man. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. As I'm watching this show, the old school wrestling fan in me is going. I should hate this show. They're doing a bunch of really stupid stuff. A bunch of, a lot of this stuff is really silly. And the person uh, and the part of me that in the business go, this looks like it's really goddamn fun to shoot. I want in. I like, I love this show. And I'm curious if anybody from, if anybody in charge of getting up these shows can hear me, I want in. <laughs> give me, a, give me a date. I will get there. Grip trio probably too soon with my, and unfortunately my retail job. But anyone after that, let me know. Philly only like eight hours away. I'll head down. And of course, you've been a referee for how long? 15 years. Okay, so you have the experience. So you are an experienced yeah. referee. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I give it a big thumbs up as well. This was a blast. This is probably one of my favorite things we've ever reviewed on the show. Obviously, by me taking lots of notes, that should be a big sign that, holy shit, I really enjoyed something. So I'm really pr- pushing on this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, this this is a really cool concept. I really dig it. Hopefully, they keep doing this. This is a blast. So. Yeah. For what it's worth, I did a quick check of cage match er, uh, earlier in the earlier while we were recording. Mm-hmm. The high tension wrestling cage match page, the Camp Leapfrog show is the only thing on it. Okay. It's kind of they've been running. As a matter of fact, even like active time twenty twenty to today. Apparently, that's like the only thing they've been doing. Are these shows? Uh, they also might have been, you know, like a real local indie that didn't have anything major up on there until then. So you never know. Could be. Could be true as well. I uh, got any plugs this week, man? Uh, just the usual. You can follow me on Twitter at PW Critique. Follow me on the Facebook and the Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Uh, follow me on Twitch at uh, TSMJayhawk. All right. Remember, you can use promo code PWP for five days free at independentwrestling.tv. And check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling the spotlight series and its evolution baby and check out our other non-podcast friends pwponderings.com the big starks brand mouse's wrestling adventures good company in cleveland ohio smoke and jay's barbecue and kayfabe collectibles you can find me on twitter and instagram at charlie underscore butters and you can find this podcast on twitter and instagram at iwtv guide wear your mask black lives matter talk to you next week everyone
Think I wanna wanna speak, I wanna wanna live! 